Today on the podcast, I have with me Karina Bilate. She is a seasoned digital marketing specialist, improving digital presence, optimizing online customer experience, and developing engaging digital marketing strategies. She works in corporate marketing by day, and by night, she's helping clients as a marketing consultant. Welcome to the podcast, Karina. Thank you so much for having me. So I wanted to bring you on. Um, I don't know how I started following you on LinkedIn, but we're, we've been connections for a little bit now. But I saw you doing some experiments, um, kind of testing out how to get more engagement on the feed. So I really wanted to bring you on and kind of pick your brain and kind of see what inspires you to uh, do these tests. But to, to start off, you have a a pretty impressive uh, follower count on LinkedIn at, uh, we, we just counted it, 2,646 followers, um, which I think for like, you know, you can kind of expect people who are CEOs and put their brand out there or conference speakers to have that, that really big presence. Um, so it's, I find it really, really impressive that you've been able to get that number. I guess, how long have you been building that audience? And was there any kind of specific turning point where you saw a huge significant growth? Yeah, I mean, I when you reached out, I actually, you know, I've been on LinkedIn for quite some time, but I couldn't pinpoint the exact date I joined. So I looked it up and I actually joined it back in 2014, which is uh, a little crazy to think because time flies, obviously. Um, but I didn't do much uh, on the platform. I think I used it at first, uh, you know, just to build out a resume or maybe um, follow a few people that I liked, but it was kind of in the back burner. Um, and in the last couple years, and I'll probably say three, is where I started, started to really build out my portfolio, uh, my profile by adding work experience or certification skills and kind of growing um, my online presence with what I'm doing kind of every day. Um, but the real effort and push for the platform was probably within the last year. So while most people were uh, preoccupied with making homemade bread <laughs> during lockdown, um, I started to play around with the content creation, article writing, building up my network and reaching out to old people that I've uh, perhaps met or, engage or you know, spoke to over the years. Um, and this is where the real push and pivot was for me online. Um, I think in the last year, I went from about 500 followers to what the number is today. Um, so it's been a huge push during that time frame. And there was nothing quite specific that you did. It was just more like consistently reaching out to people and it wasn't like a yeah. campaign around it, I guess. No, not at all. Like I said, I really just wanted, um, I saw the value in LinkedIn. I think it was, it's a, it's a golden, uh, nugget of online right now where you can really get your followers up and engagement up just organically. Um, so I thought, hey, let's give it a try. Um, you know, I'm in this, I'm in the space. Why not? I think it's only going to benefit me. And I just started being, you know, real talking about what I'm doing every day, um, sharing what I love and just growing my network like that. So no necessarily specific campaign or, you know, huge push or anything like that. I think it was just being genuine and consistent for for about a year. I, I, I feel a little bit self-conscious about when it comes to LinkedIn. I'm, I'm in the B2B space as well. And, you know, I always feel like I haven't quite mastered it, but I've actually achieved like triple digit growth with three different accounts now. And I've, it's just been consistency. Yeah, I think that's the, the magic formula. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So you said you didn't do anything specific, but you did. That's why I brought you on. Um, uh, <laughs> You had tested out using emoticons versus not using emoticons. So 
let's talk about the experiment a little bit and uh, what, what you actually did. Yeah, um, so I think the last year or so I started to notice um, LinkedIn being pivoted from being the job search kind of your indeed um, to a social network platform. And during this phase, I started to notice people incorporating emojis and, you know, more personal fun um, aspects into their content. And I thought it'd be interesting to test it. Um, so that's kind of how we got in touch was I decided to start posting um, two posts, the exact same content, the same, same graphics, copy, everything. The only one, one of them had the emoji uh, kind of embedded in it and the other ones didn't. Um, and I did this, uh, this posting at the exact same time, same platforms. Um, and just, you know, let it go in, into the wild and see what happens. Um, so within the, I did about 10 posts within my personal platform uh, that were posted at the exact same time, like I mentioned. Um, only one of them did use emojis and the other one didn't. Um, and nine out of the 10 actually performed better where they didn't use emojis. Um, the only outlier was the post um, I did about advice I would give to digital marketing students. So perhaps the audience related to the content better with the emojis as it seemed a bit more natural to them. Um, but I also started to play around with emoji content on my client pages. And I actually noticed the exact same results. Uh, the majority of the posts were doing better that didn't include them. Um, I think the biggest takeaway, um, obviously audience I think plays the biggest factor. Um, if you want younger demographics, maybe a bit more humor, um, maybe then you can start to incorporate emojis and test it on your platforms. But within my uh, main audience being in the finance sector, manufacturing expert um, and medical, I think the more professional copy attracts the engagement and attracts the viewers. That's interesting. Like, I mean, obviously uh, that makes sense to me in a, a blog, like you don't want to talk about finance and then have uh, emojis all through it. It kind of uh, takes away your credibility a little bit. Uh, but I would have thought with LinkedIn, it would just be so much more about the algorithm. And I would have thought they would like emojis. So that, it really surprised me when you had posted that result. And that's why I wanted to reach out to you. Uh, and from memory, you had done um, a, a, a four bullet points. And instead of the bullets, you'd done four emojis uh, for one. And then the other one, you just did the straight bullets. And I I, I was really stunned that that the, the emoticons didn't actually get more engagement. I, I mean, I've been... Wanting to play around with that a little bit. I, I work at a law firm, so we're very like, you know, straight and <laughs> to the point mm -hmm. and not using emojis. But I've always always heard that if you throw in a few in the subject line, then it will it will do better. Um yeah, I think it really has to do with the audience. I think the initial kickoff for this test was like I said, I started to see these emojis pop up on my feed. And I said, Hey, let's just let's just do a quick post and test it. Um, it was not much thought process to it. I literally, I, I, the first one was let's test the algorithm and it had a little rocket ship beside it. And then it had comment, um, you know, post this emoji, like this emoji and share this emoji. And I just kind of let it loose. And then just within the same minute, I, I posted the exact same thing just without um, any of the emojis. Mm -hmm. And the one with emojis did half of the engage or the ha got half the views than the other one did. And the one without emojis actually got likes and comments and uh, um, a few reshares actually. <laughs> Meanwhile, the one with emojis got nothing. So I was like, oh, well, that's a little interesting. Let's, let's do something else again. Um, so we did a motivational post and it was, you know, keep working hard and, you know, just kind of the little, um, 
inspiration that people would want at the end of the week. And the, once again, the one with emojis did worse and by about 40%. Yeah. So it wasn't a, you know, close call for any of them, except the one that where was the student advice. So I saw him personally that, you know, it clearly emojis aren't working for my audience. And this is why I think you'll start to notice that I really started to cut down on them. That's it's. I just find it really surprising that it doesn't like it. Is, is there been any other tests that you've run that uh, had some interesting results? Like I mentioned, I did a bit of a bit more emoji testing on not so much comparison with and without, but just in general for a few client pages. And same kind of deal. They the ones with emoji seem to just not get the same amount of reach. Um, you know, right now my next kind of. Uh, test project is uh, hashtags. I think LinkedIn, um, obviously hashtags is a, a huge part of getting that engagement and growth, but how to use them and what works best. Um, so I'm just, just trying to pinpoint how to do it and ways to track it. And I'll be excited to share things on my LinkedIn once I find out. Yeah, I, I don't know with the, the hashtags. I've been, I've used them. I've never seen anything significant happen with them. Um, maybe it is just one of those things you just need to keep doing and hopefully yeah. <laughs> you'll click, but I think it's the same kind of, um, thought process that needs to be done as in link, um, Instagram. I think when hashtags first came out, everyone was, you know, hashtag love hashtag dog. And now there's millions and millions of content with this hashtag that you just can't compete. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's more about the niche finding audiences or, you know, interest groups within smaller um, kind of divisions of the hashtag and, and trying to build out your, your reach that way. So I, once again, haven't had much testing with it, but definitely something where I'm seeing um, it going. It's interesting too. Like I find this year in particular um, that they've made a bit of a push for those tools that you would use at live events, which is obviously not the best year to do that in. Um, but yeah, like the hashtags, like that's to me, the only time I really use hashtags on Twitter is when I'm at a live event or watching like a, a TV show live um, and want to just kind of follow the commentary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're at a conference, obviously you always use them. Um, and I found like now that I've got the stories uh, in play, I feel like that's the, the only time I would use a story on LinkedIn is if I'm at a conference. And I think I pointed out, like expect to see a lot of continental breakfast shots <laughs> when conferences <laughs> kick in. <laughs> For sure. Have you played around with the stories at all? Actually, I haven't. Uh, I haven't at all. I don't think you're the only um, one. I haven't even watched them. <laughs> no, I, I saw it pop up once and I was like, oh, well, I guess it's, uh, should I just post the same thing on my Instagram and then LinkedIn and then go to TikTok and then Snapchat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't played around with it much. I what From what I've read, um, it, it seems to have pretty mixed reviews. I know that LinkedIn senior director of product, um, Liz Lee, I believe um, the name was, mentioned that this is their way of sparking more conversations amongst people in less intimidating way. I think LinkedIn is a little bit intimidating because of that um, historic um, kind of idea of that this is a job search site versus a social network. So I can see how they're trying to personalize the experience and get people to be less intimidated. Uh, but I'm not too sure how successful they are with this uh, update. How do you feel about their lean towards becoming more of a social network? Like, I, I think it's been good. Like where it's at now is 
really, really good. And I actually use the platform more than I ever have, but I'm seeing it go more towards Facebook and I'm not liking that. Just wondering what your feeling is. Yeah, I think I kind of expected it. Um, I think all social networks, once they get to a certain size, start to mimic each other and try to get uh, the same type of engagement that other kind of competing platforms have. So I definitely saw it kind of going this way. And I think it's still fairly early on. That's why there's so much of the potential of organic growth and engagement right now. Um, in terms of my preference, um, yeah, I, I don't personally use Facebook anymore than to connect uh, with my family and or, you know, for business purposes of ads. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> Maybe, you know, in five years from now, it'll be something else and I'll move and pivot that way. But um, I think it's a great opportunity right now for companies and individuals to at least get started if they're, if they need to get started somewhere. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like every time I, I promote to LinkedIn, like we try to get our, um, like our articling students to make sure they're on there. And one of my big promotion points is like, it's not like Facebook. There's no politics. There's none of that like angry rhetoric that you'd get um, on the other social platforms. It's actually a bit of a relief to go on there because it's a lot of it's about, you know, I'm doing well in my career and I find it quite positive, but I do see it leaning that way. Like, you know, especially around election time. And frankly, it didn't go mm -hmm. too far that way because I, I actually think it would have been a bad move on their, their behalf to be suddenly leaned into that kind of political scope. And I think maybe now that uh, Trump might be on the way out, we're uh, hopefully not going to see that uh, happen to LinkedIn. <laughs> but Yeah, I think the biggest, uh, maybe reason behind that well, I guess is my personal um, thoughts but um, I think Facebook is the is the positioned itself to be that uh, family friends close network you know share pictures of your dog and speak your mind you know it's a very um, kind of personal but also um, social kind of network LinkedIn is still connects you to the corporate life or career life that you have and I think it gets people to think a little bit twice before posting anything um, because it's like, well, they know where I work, mm -hmm. you know, and I think it's a lot harder to create these fake accounts that people do to, you know, comment, uh, you know, negatively about certain issues. Um, so I think LinkedIn has a, a unique position that it's created outside of, you know, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Um, so I, I still think it's going to have that position regardless, because people I feel like will think a bit more once their career is attached to it versus you know uh twitter or instagram where you post kind of your daily life um but yeah i i i like the fact that it's a bit more positive and um there's not as much you know hate comments and everyone seems to just be wanting to work together network and all grow together uh so the i think the interesting thing for me with the the emoticon experiment is I think we tend, like when it comes to best practices for LinkedIn, I generally take what I learned when I used to post for my company on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and just kind of assume that the, um, the algorithms generally play the same. And a, a great example is like every time we do a, a news article that posts back to our website, it doesn't do as well as us posting a photo on LinkedIn. And that's obvious to me that LinkedIn doesn't want to take you off LinkedIn. So they, they prefer a post that keeps you in the platform, um, which is the exact same thing that would happen with Facebook. Um, 
But do you find there's any other kind of differing um, algorithm changes or best practices that maybe we just kind of consider would be the same on LinkedIn, but actually isn't? Yeah, I think the biggest uh, difference is LinkedIn doesn't seem to prioritize uh, content from business pages. They really want that personal connections between two people. Um, I've noticed that even on corporate pages I've managed, obviously there's opportunity to grow, but it's still all about that personal connection and, you know, joining each other's networks and that networking feel versus Facebook where a lot of um, content and um, engagement happens on company pages and groups. Um, another thing I also seem to notice, like you're right, you know, LinkedIn really prefers you to keep people on the platform. Um, so that's, that's huge for sure as well. And um, I also noticed that larger and lengthier and more um, genuine comments seem to uh, seem to rank a bit higher than even just general reactions of a like. So I've noticed that a lot of posts where just get you know comments and genuine ones you know of people uh, maybe referring to a different person or introducing people tends to do a lot better on reach and then ultimately gets better engagement on likes. But the like factor, I feel like is a little less valued other than comments. Mm -hmm. Do you, have you tried that like within your company employees, like to be like, all right, can you post and can you write a significant comment underneath? Yes. And it works. Um, I guess <laughs> it's a little harder once again in the corporate world. Um, there's a lot of playing fields and approvals that need to be done. Uh, but we do have um, a strategy we're going with for next year um, that will try to merge um, executives and other level of staff um, into a more personal but also educational way into the corporate page funnel. So we're really trying to play up people's networks and, you know, talk about issues, not necessarily saying, you know, how great of this company is or I'm so proud to work here. We're just trying to make it sound natural and educational. Um, but for example, um, I recently did a poll about financial literacy and it was you know, linking to our company's webpage and um, our uh, corporate page on LinkedIn. And it was just really the educational piece of using my network to talk about financial literacy. It's, it is important to me and I truly am happy to be an advocate of it. Um, so it has that personal feel and it fits along with my other content, but at the same time, it gave some, um, some extra eyes and reach to the company as well. Yeah. Um, I'm, my mind's ticking now. I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> like, I, the, the issue I always have is that the API that uh, LinkedIn has, it just doesn't seem to play nice with anything. Um, the amount of times we've had like marketing cloud platforms, promote oh and you can get your um stats from linkedin i'm like yeah but we can't get the reshares and i don't mm -hmm. know if you struggle with this too like when we have one of our top employees reshare it we don't get the stats that he gets um, absolutely is do you do you have any ways around that or do you just accept the fact that we're we don't know I mean, obviously, I think at a certain point, our hands are tied and we just have to accept the fact and work within it. Um, but a huge thing is just to see the overall growth and you'll see it. If, if it's a strategy that's working, you'll see it on the company page. You won't be able to track each, you know, share each comment, each post. 
but you'll start to notice the traction and we did for sure yeah uh the other one too is everyone wants to like sell us uh, scheduled posting which i've just mm -hmm. always been like i can't take the employees in it i there's no point to me like i i that's my biggest key for everyone it is just like tag anyone you can tag in it because a they obviously get the notification hopefully they share it but sometimes it just pops in their feed like you know this person was tagged in a, a post um that's that's big my biggest key on it as well yeah i think our whole thing is just to start conversation um and use the platform more as an educational piece uh, I'm talking about my corporate mm -hmm. kind of side of things um, and use the really platform as an educational piece about finance and the financial world versus it being a hard sell. Uh, we're not trying to sell um, our clients. We're not trying to sell to potential empl um, employees. We're really just trying to start a conversation and that's what we're using the platform as. Um, so for example, financial literacy, November is a huge month for that for all um, financial institutions in Canada. And the post that we're, we're doing among our network was, you know, what does financial literacy mean to you, for example? And it was a personal touch. You talk about what it meant to you and everyone had a different pivot depending on the life stage they're in. Um, and the conversations in the comments was tagging other people in the company of saying, is this something you feel or, you know, maybe you have a different perspective on it. What do you think is important? And this creates the valuable uh, commentary that LinkedIn loves. It creates the engagement, but also um, ends up people into the funnel to then, you know, understand who is this company? How do I get involved in it? You know, perhaps it, it opens up the doors to potential business in the future, but it's not necessarily a hard sell of saying, you know, we're the best out there, go to our website right now and sign up. That's not the, that's not the goal. And I don't think LinkedIn or any really platform is really like that anymore. Uh, although we do do pretty well when it comes to awards <laughs> people like to congratulate other people <laughs> for sure yeah no I, I think it's really interesting and I'm I'm glad we kind of dived into like how we can get the, the employee advocacy in there uh I did want to ask about using the like I don't even know what the feature is called the authorship where you could write the article I'm, I'm blanking on the title um what do you call it when you can write the a whole article in LinkedIn Oh, oh, oh my God. Have you used it before? Um, I've written one article. How'd you go on that? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's called 17 free marketing tools for businesses in 2021. Um, it kind of got created as it was initially a post. So, um, you know, over the years, everyone has their tools and fun little things that we find along the way to get our work to be either more efficient, more um, simplified or more fun or creative. Um, so I've kind of created my own list of things that I started to use. And I think a lot of it, once I started talking to people, people are like, you know, what do you use for this or for that? And I started to recommend companies. Um, and I realized there's not really one guide that gives businesses, um, a list of everything they would kind of need. Um, whether that's from project management to marketing, email, website. So I created a list of, I think it's about 17, well, it is 17 actually, uh, tools that are free to use at least on a basic level um, that every kind of business should look into at the very least. Um, and that's kind of, it became such a large post that it, it now derived itself into an article. And I, this way I got to kind of test how it goes. And surprisingly, once I posted it, it got pretty much no views. <laughs> Hmm. it kind of was uh it was pretty dead and I was like well this kind of sucks you know 
I put so much time and research into it and commentary and it kind of just didn't go anywhere. Um, but then a couple of months later, um, people started to like it somehow and find it. And now I've actually connected with about 50 people that found that article and reached out to me personally, um, asking, you know, questions about it, how they can participate. I've actually had a company reach out and ask if they can actually be featured on it. Um, and uh, they, they provided actually a promo code just for that. So somehow that, that article became kind of revived itself and it is now a, a, a lead generation for, my, for me. Wow, that is huge like 50? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had about 50 people reach out and say, you know, my, um, my message box saying, Hey, like I came across your article. It's, it was very helpful to me. I would love to have you in my network or, you know, follow you and, and see what else you can kind of of value you can bring in terms of content. And I think that's a, it was a huge, uh, I guess, smile moment for me or a pat on the back where I was like, you know, it actually does pay off, you know, maybe it took some time and it, it needed that a little bit of a time frame, but in the end, I think it's doing quite well. That's a really impressive number, like really impressive. <laughs> um, and if you look at it, it doesn't have that much engagement in terms of likes. I think it only has about eight, uh, but the reach is big on it for some reason. And I, I'm yet to figure out why. <laughs> do, do you get a reach number on it? I, um. I believe you do. Do you know what it was roughly? Are you able to want to share? Um, like able, want let me to? pull it up now. <laughs> I can pull it up and see if, uh, yeah, what, I, what I got for you. And I'll get the link for you too. And I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, if anyone wants to read. Yeah. So you do get, um, you get views, you get likes and comments. Um, right now it only has nine likes or comments and it has about 690 views. Wow, the conversion rate on that is amazing. I know. It, it, like I said, I had posts that generated over 10,000 views, 15,000 views, and I got uh, no conversation started off those. So um, definitely was a, was a lot more um, successful than I could ever imagine. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of making me think a lot more because like I, I have uh, the Content Talks page um, and then I have my personal account. Um, I've always tried to push the content talks page more. And I think it's at the, you know, obviously I could be posting all that stuff on my own page and <laughs> probably doing a bit better. And I've, I've often wondered whether I should uh, not be sacrificing my personal brand for the, the pages brand, I guess. Um, yeah, maybe I might have to tweak that. <laughs> yeah. And the thing I love too is about, about the article. I think I'm going to, you know, try a few more, um, in the upcoming months is that you can always edit. Um, so if content ever changes, it's basically a blog of, you know, built inside of LinkedIn mm -hmm. um, so that if things become out of date or, you know, you can always then reach out to the people that have, that have commented or liked or engaged with that comment and you can get that traffic going back into it as well. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, I mean, this has been uh, quite opening. You've definitely made me think more about LinkedIn. Um, but I did want to ask, I know um, I had kind of reached out probably a month ago about doing a podcast episode and you, you wanted to push it back because you're working on a new website. So I wanted to ask a little bit about that and what, what your new project is. Sure. Um, it's called Live Buzz Media. So um, it's my own consulting uh, agency, digital marketing agency. Um, I've been doing digital marketing consulting for 
about seven years now, um, alongside with my corporate kind of roles. And this year really made me kind of sit back for a second and say, you know, um, what do I really want uh, for myself, for my long-term goals and, and consulting and agency work and working with businesses is where my passion really lies. So this is how Live Buzz Media kind of started to formulate. Um, we've just launched the website last week. Um, so I'm excited uh, to have that and uh, see where it goes. Amazing. And is there any particular type of uh, consulting that you spe- specialize in? Yeah, um, I'm a kind of a full service marketing agency at this point. Um, I have great contacts that I've worked with for many years from graphic designers, website developers, SEO experts, copywriters. So it's a full um, full service, um, mostly dealing with mid-sized companies in the GTA area. Amazing. And if anyone wants to reach out, where should they go find your website? Uh, yeah, so it's uh, livebuzzmedia.com and it's spelled L-I-V-E-B-U-Z and M-E-D-I-A. Amazing. And I'll put those links as well as your your LinkedIn bio and any other ways to get in touch in the show notes. But uh, thank you uh, for being on the podcast. 